Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Good morning, golfers. Your tea time awaits. It's the Tea to Green Golf Show here on WGR Sports Radio 550. Got a thought on the PGA Tour? Want help with your swing? Give the show a call at 803-0550. Tea to Green on WGR is presented by Woods to Wedges, by Michelob Ultra, by the Western New York PGA, by Custom Turf, and by our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. It's time to talk golf. Here are your hosts, Brian Cozio, Kevin Sylvester, and PGA Pro Jeff Metis. 7 o'clock, good morning. The final week of the Tee to Green Golf Show is here and on the air. A little bittersweet, but we're here and we're ready to go here on the final day of August on WGR Sports Radio 550. Our tour has come to an end. It brings us back from where we started, back here in our Amherst studios Brian Colziel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro Jeff Metis, Derek Kramer producing for us as always. Kevin, good morning. Good morning, Brian. I want to go in-depth on uh, trading Russ Bodine to the Patriots. You have the floor. Go. Yeah. Um, brilliant. The guy wasn't very good. Okay, thank you. Yeah, got a sixth round. That's pretty good. Got a bunch of six-rounders right. next year. <laughs> At least the guy wasn't very – when they signed him last year, right? He wasn't the lowest-rated center in the league. Something like that. Yeah. 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 Um, good. The Patriots are hurt. You know, the Patriots have turned him into a pro bowler, though, yeah, because of their quarterback. Yeah. Anyhow. It'll be a great story. I'm Patriot just saying, that's, that's for the guy that – that's for the curmudgeon always tweets us, I want to talk football at 7 a.m. on a Saturday. I've been waiting all night. <laughs> okay. There anyhow. it is. You're going to get the rest of the day here and the whole season – on WGR. That's right. Awesome. Okay. Coming up here on the show. <laughs> good morning, Brian. Good morning. Did I even That's say right. good morning? When I, when I, I say good morning to you, at least. Okay. I knew that. All right. <laughs> you, went, you went elsewhere. Jeff, good morning. Oh, good morning. Let's keep this uh, normal here. That's right. Yes. Derek, good morning. <laughs> How you guys doing today? Thanks for keeping us astray here. Uh, I, or on, on the reset. Listen, I I thanks for keeping us on par here all year. That's I got right. Derek to crack a smile, though, <laughs> with that take. Right? Yeah, yes. no, I mean... Yeah. The floor was yours. It was the absolutely right take there. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Thank you. I appreciate absolutely. it. All right. Let's restart this. All right. Coming up here over the next 58 minutes, get, <laughs> we're going to get our West New York PGA tip of the week. Jeff's going to tell you since, or at least our show's not going to be going on during the fall, but what to do during the fall and yeah. keep your game sharp. Still plenty of good golf left, we hope. The best golf. Yeah. The That's best right. time of year to play. Absolutely. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get our Absolute Care Champions Tour report, our PGA Tour check of the leaderboard. I'll tell you, there's no leaderboard to check, but we'll look ahead <laughs> of what's coming. Uh, President's Cup preview, we'll do a little bit of that. Uh, Steve Beatty, one of our presenting sponsors from Custom Turf, joining us at 7.20 on the line. A um, couple of other news and notes we'll get along the way here. Something with Rory Phil interviewing Justin Thomas on his later latest Fireside Phil chats. Those are great. So uh, we'll get that in. All coming up here. And uh, good time to, again, remind you that Tee to Green is presented by the Western New York PGA. Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome, Michael Custom Turf, and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. And uh, we'll do it at the end, but kudos to all of our sponsors, all of our golf courses throughout the year that have hosted our show. Uh, we appreciate you helping us bring you a great uh, show. We hope every single week talking golf here in Western well, New York. Doesn't happen without the sponsors, uh, that's for sure, so... Uh, and you, the listeners, and our TD Green Club members, Brian. We have our what are we giving away the today? Final uh, major giveaway today 
for TD Green Club members. Somebody listening saying, well, how do I win that? Well, if you're, you didn't register to be a TD Green Club member, free, tdgreen.golf. That's T-E-E, the number two, green.golf. That's our website. That's where you sign up to be a TD Green Club member. That's how you get our newsletter. Uh, and that's where you're eligible to win. So we have all the names here in this box. It's a nice box, too. Yes. You know, it, it is. It's a great – you like the, <laughs> I mean, the box is a little beaten up, but the names in there are not. And it's the Michelob Ultra Callaway Golf Stand Bag, which – Ooh, nice. Yes, yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. It's red, white, and blue. When I, I the reveal video, I'm surprised you're I'm, giving it away. Kevin, well, that's exactly it away somewhere. You, like, yes. So mm. you're thinking exactly like me. Send it up in Kevin's trunk pretty yeah. soon. I, I pulled it out of the box and I'm like, ooh. ooh instead, you won a Fox Valley bag, slightly used. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> With the name Kevin yeah. S on it. Yes. I don't know if that's intriguing to anyone. Yes. I don't. Yeah, have, I don't even. I don't have one of those. Uh, my name's Jim. Uh, it's Kevin. Here, take it. <laughs> I have a quick story. I put seven staff bags. On the road, I get staff bags every year from Titleist. Yeah. And after a while, what are you going to do with 15 staff bags? I uh, put them on the curb one day, so somebody came by and took all seven. So there's seven big Titleist staff bags with my name on them floating around Niagara <laughs> County somewhere. Awesome. <laughs> I don't know what he's going to do with them. You can't get the names off, but now, you could probably buzz those out. There's got to be a way to, you know, buzz the stitching out of those things. And they're big, so yeah, yeah you're not carrying them. Right. Yeah, that's not the Sunday bag that no. you're carrying around no, the course. Yeah, so, <laughs> which, which, by the way, the other night, uh, we and sorry, guys, I have not edited the videos yet, but there's a lot of editing that we need to do. We, we shot um, one of the things that you'll see on tdgreen.golf and our, our YouTube channel, which we're going to make more use of uh, in the off season, is we went to Bobolink the other night, uh, a course that we visited during the season uh, on our TD Green tour, and we went out to Bobolink and and – we played and videoed some of it, did a couple tips out there, and it was so much fun. It was, I, it was great. It was cool. It's a yeah. cool place. Under the lights, I mean, what a great time. I love how you can, like, how the tee box was lit, the green was lit, you hit the shot, and but the ball you could follow, and then it comes back down into the light, and you're like, oh. Well, it's just it's it's a really cool. It is venue. a cool aesthetic. Yeah, when the, it's a good shape too. When we like, went over there, I was impressed. It's like tracers. Yeah, like you hit a shot and yeah. the lights pick it up. It looks like a tracer just flying through the air out there. It's pretty cool. Yeah, so, we had a good time. So it's like the shot tracer on uh, sort of on TV. Boy, if you could bring that into you know 3D in life, if you had the shot tracer. Oh, when you're playing <laughs> golf, you know, <laughs> wear some special listen, glasses. The, te- the technology is going to exist mm-hmm. that you know there'll be some sunglasses that we wear, or golf glasses, right? That change with tint. This is this is going to happen. This is my 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 future prediction. Somebody's probably already working on it, right? Because if I'm thinking of it right here, someone you know, some nerd, uh, you know, is in a in a laboratory who's already, or about to be rich man. You mean? Yeah. Well, whatever. <laughs> um, is is thinking about this? Like, I'm going to make a lens that you can put in glasses, and it no matter what the golf ball, boom, I'm going. You can hit it, and it's going to. You can visually see the tracer, so you never lose a golf ball again. Yeah. Well, there'll be something in the golf ball, I'm sure. Very well, they've soon already too. done that, right? That's, you a, got that's it. already there. It's connected with your phone. It's gonna. It's yeah. like radar. It'll well, send you right to your ball. I think our sponsor Encore, might be working. Yeah, on Encore like that. Yeah. has been working on the Genius Ball with the, you know, with the the chip that's going into it. So Correct. that's already in development. There, I'm saying this is in connection with glasses. They yeah. can wear that visually. You see the tracer yeah. uh, line with the golf ball. 
Would that know. would that be cool or not? Oh, I, uh, I don't think so. I don't think no? I'd like that. I just like watching the ball. Yeah, I don't know. I want to see all that extra stuff. Yeah. Okay. I'm a, well, I'm well, a purist. The yes. data will be up in the upper right-hand corner. Oh, yeah. Right, oh, the flight, the distance, the carry, all that well, stuff. Well, that'll be with our Lee Majors eye implant. Now, you know, when you need glasses, you're just going to implant a new eye. I know. It, I'm kidding. Anyhow. That's right. No, I'm just But you know what? I... I I can envision that happening at some point where like we watch golf on television and the shot tracer shape uh, yeah I used to not like it mm-hmm. uh, I you know it's like the you know the when fox the glow glowing puck glow puck and I didn't like that um at golf I was like ah because they do it on every shot but now sometimes when they're offline that's what I want that's what I want to see when they're online you know fine but when they're offline you like to see the the shape of the shot yeah, I, I like the shot tracer. I think it's been a, a nice addition to golf coverage because it is hard to follow the ball for, you know, it's so small and it moves so fast. You can tell by the body language of the player, usually where they hit it, but the shot tracer is pretty cool. You know, you see guys hit it different trajectories, different heights, stuff yeah. like that. I was reading an article just about sports coverage in general, and they said, you know, with all the technology on broadcasts over the last decade, like which one has had the most impact? And the two that were voted the most – was the first down line in football. Which is great. And the shot yep. tracer in golf. It was the, the top, like, you know, there were other things, like the strike, you know, the strike zone box in baseball, and there were some other things. Um, but the, the top two in terms of, like, its impact, in terms of popularity and people enjoying the viewing of the sport more was the first down line in football and the shot tracer in golf. Yeah, no, I, I think it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. I'm always the guy, you know, <laughs> especially, reach one more second. Like, of course. You know, the guy obviously can't see the first oh, down Oh, the first line. down, right. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, why didn't you just reach one more, you know, inch there to get the first, you know. Of course, it's not. <laughs> yeah, how do they you know. not know they right. need one more step on that route, <laughs> right? Like, well, How are you running that route nine and a half yards? Well, you know what? You have to think, why haven't they developed technology where, you know, the, the, the field lights up, where the lines... It might be coming. Right? I mean, yeah. when they're putting artificial turf in, you'd think they'd be able to put that, and then some operator up there would... You know, be is, able to put up a first down. Is it one line. of the problems because it's green screen technology and the fields are typically green, so you couldn't do that with that, right? Out in the out in the football field, I don't know. I think yeah. I think we're, I'm out of my area of expertise. The right NFL now. is so behind in so many ways. They're still using the chain link thing to do first downs when they could laser it and be done in a second. They take an hour for a replay when it could be done in a second. I mean, there's certain things they just don't want to change. So who knows what their thoughts are? Yeah. On that, but. So is there anything in golf that could be added? Well, Fox loves to do the coverage where they put, like, the video game look that we see when you play golf on a video game on, like, the quarter, the right quarter of the screen, and then, you know, the three-quarter big part of the screen, they show the shot, uh, and then the shot tracer is, like, the overhead shot of that. That's different. I know Fox likes to do that a little more than maybe the other networks do. They do, you know, the one thing they do that I like, the drone footage, right, but they'll bring it over the water. You can't, you know... There's a safety issue, right, with drones. So, so the times they've used it, like Chambers Bay was the first time they, they brought it out, remember? So they yeah. they had the uh, robotic cameras on a track that would go up through the rough there by the green, or they would show topography of some holes. They drove a remote control car with a camera, you know, down instead of taking the aerial view, it was the ground view driving up. It was different. But the, the drone footage they had, they were actually out in the bay over the water, you know, along a couple of those holes, and the reason why they couldn't bring the drone over, you know, during play is because of safety. 
fan safety. Uh, right? If it drops or something. Yes, yeah. if it drops, okay. uh, you know, with that, something interferes with it. They couldn't do that. You know, the other part about it is it's noisy. Like you can hear a drone, you hear that buzz of a drone uh, when it's above you. Yeah. And, and playing, and, uh, you know, I think players would probably get used to it if they weren't concerned about safety. But that would be an interesting, uh, could be an interesting, uh, you know, different angle to take. I like hearing the players and the caddies talk. You know, I'd like to see the players mic'd up a little bit more. Um, you know, so you can hear. I mean, they'd have to be aware that they're mic'd up. Obviously, right. I'm sure they would be. But I like the interaction. I like what they're thinking. I like to hear. Hey, you know, how I'm going to try to flight this ball, or what club I'm picking, or where I'm trying to land it. I like that's the stuff I like to hear when I'm we, I'm watching golf. When we've we've heard pro- probably Spieth and Michael Greller, the two of them were probably mic'd up more. At least their conversations mm. seem to be broadcast more than others. Like it, that seems to be. But I, I, I agree with you. I like hearing them talk it out. I like to hear the caddies, ad, you know, I guess suggestions and advice, and then seeing how the player yeah. takes takes that in and whether or not they're going to use all of it or whether they're going to fully agree or disagree or like I like that banter back and forth. I think it's, I think it's healthy because for us. It's a way for us to insight of, hey, how should we be thinking and processing our shots as we get ready to hit? So you think about that. So they do that with a shotgun mic, and that's by a person carrying the shotgun mic. You've probably seen them on TV. Yep. They get the big fuzzy, uh, you know, for the folks who want it, it looks like they're I got a leaf blower, but it's actually just big, fuzzy, long thing. That's a shotgun microphone, and there are people, that's what they do. That's their job yep. all season long. There's about, you know, I can I could probably pick five out of a crowd. Uh, shotgun mic, you know, yep. th- that's that's what they do. And because they know where to stand with the players, and uh, the players are used to them being around, but they're in close proximity. Yeah. Even though it's a shotgun, Mike, and it's called a shotgun because it, you know it, but, you can pick it up from a long distance. They uh, they're near them, and not only that, the cameraman's near them, and the guy carrying the 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 uh, tripod too, right? Yeah. So uh, golfers, like you see them on TV, it's not always a long camera, and sometimes the players. Have to wait if if someone's wondering who's away. Like they have to wait for the camera guy to get in position. Yeah, <laughs> it's just, I see it happen all the time. I, and it's just and you see a player like, okay, hurry up. You know? <laughs> right. I like when the camera's directly down the target line, or you know, yeah, right a, behind him, right, right yeah. behind yes. him. I hate when it's a, well because I'm looking for swings. I'm looking for what they're doing. I want to see if they started on their target line, you know, and stuff like that, or directly face on. So as you get, when you're looking at, because sometimes you know you get. To get it from a side. I know it's hard to do though because uh, they're running around and everything else. But I wish they had some stationary cameras or cameras on a slide and behind par three tee, so you could get directly behind the players. They're off center a lot, and it gives for me it's a bad angle to to check out a golf swing. So they've been watch. doing that actually. They they've been on, on certain par threes. They've been uh, fixing cameras, mm-hmm. um, you know, behind them. And if they line up on that, you know, they'll take it sometimes. But if the player you know goes to the right side of the tee box, left side of the tee box, kind of what you're talking That's what about, I mean, right? Yeah. So yeah, that might be the next thing where they move it on a track where they can move it, slide it to where that player sets just up directly behind him. Yeah, yes. that'd be neat. I think just as a, a viewer, it would be easy though to do what you said in terms of more caddy player conversations. I mean, you could have a mic in every caddy's bag or in every golfer's bag. I mean, well, well, as long as yeah. you know you're letting them know, hey, we're gonna. You know, mic certain people up this week. There's going to be a mic in your bag, just letting you know. I mean, I would assume most players, you know, just like they do with every time they mic a coach or a player, or whatever. Obviously, you know, the consent is given, and obviously they're going to say, "Hey, if if there's some conversation there, you know, we'll have it on delay in case something happens." But like, I mean, I I think that would be cool to hear more of those things. Well, what they've done, 
I, I think miking a player up, I, I think, is a little invasive to their, their swings and, and their such. So they, well, that's what I'm saying. If you put yeah. it on the bag, you're put not it on the caddy. It, it's not. It's not at all. Or on the yeah, caddy. The caddy. It's I think, not at all in getting in the way of the player yeah. or the swinger and anything like that. I, I think one of the things that Sky Golf has done, and they've infiltrated a little bit here on the American broadcast, but if you ever get a chance to see Sky Golf coverage for anything, they will interview players while they're playing. While yeah. they're playing, which I hate. During the round, I actually think it's I think it's pretty good, you know, to talk to a player. Hey, you just wow, what an amazing up and down you just had there. Ah, you know, that was a tough one here. Did Golf blah. Channel do that earlier in the season? They started to, yeah. yeah. It depends on the player, right? Yeah. Uh, if they want to do it, yeah. I'm I, not. I, I you don't like it? Why not? I don't like the interview. I, I, you're in a you're in a you're in a you're in a mindset when you're playing. You know, the last thing you want to go over is say, hey, what a wonderful player you made today. You know, something like that. You just you're just you're in full grind mode usually. Well, and, well, they're all not robots. So I'll give you an example of this. Uh, and Rory McIlroy just won the Tour Championship, which we got to get to it at some point. But so in Mexico this past year, he on the the opening hole was playing three oh five, and he hits this towering shot to two feet, taps in for eagle. And I was trying to get to Harry to find out Harry Diamond is uh, caddy to find out what club he hit. And he's not a big talker, whatever. I've talked to him a few times. Nice enough guy. And so I've, Rory had, had, you know, just tapped in and standing there. And it's very tight. I go, you know, hey, Rory, what, what did you hit there? And he goes, oh, it was a, a two-iron. I'm like, oh, awesome. I thought that would be great to do on the air. Mm-hmm. Like, instead of me just, and so I'm like, hey, I just asked Rory. He told me it was a two-iron. Instead of saying, hey, guys, you know, I'm here with Rory McElroy. Rory doesn't yeah, that I don't shot. mind. But I mean, yeah. when there's a, a, a interview station at number seven and the person's there. Oh, they know they walk, but they walk with them. Um, it's, it's in the fairway. A, yeah, yeah, it's a walk and talk uh, up the fairway. They're not stopping uh, with Amanda Bellionis, like, you know, at a stationary spot. Um, but, like, if there's weight, weights on tee boxes, sometimes there are, I think. Yeah, I guess it's not the end of the world. Okay. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Again, some players are going to be great. Look at they, what, they interview the coaches at the end of quarter sometimes in an NBA game. And those but, are mostly terrible. And yeah, those are mostly terrible. And the NHL right. interviews on the benches awful. are awful. So Football, now those, awful. That's coach speak. You're getting the, the actual competitor here. So right. it, it, you might get a little better, and I think you're right, Kevin. I think as long as you know who you're asking, and after a while, I mean, you because you've done enough interviews too, a lot of times you know, hey, this guy's going to give me something good. Hey, this guy might... This might just not be great at all. Like you kind of get to know, who, you know, who's Mike. Well, that's what I see. Stuff. Most of those interviews to me after yeah. the rounds are just, you know, yeah. wrote, they're just PR, basic. Well, say nothing. I'll say, I'll say this. I an example I use with Rory. He's one of maybe a handful of players I would ask directly what he used. There's other guys I would not even dream of bothering during the round of golf. No way. It's just yeah, you yeah. get to know the people. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's you just know the the player's personality. Like, hey, I can I can tell this guy, you know, I can ask him a question, or I could tell him, hey, I think the ball went out here. You know, there's other guys. I'm like, I'm you know, like Tiger, never right, mm-hmm. never even. Speak. I've only spoken to Joe Lacava twice during rounds, and it was just about, hey, am I in your way? <laughs> <laughs> like pretty pretty much like that, and they're just brief. Like, but I would never dream of saying anything to Tiger. During the course of a round. During yeah. the course of a round. It's because, yeah. you know, he's laser focused. I was actually in his way. Joe told me Tiger said nothing, looked nothing. And Joe was like, I'm not sure, but I think so. Mm-hmm. Like other players will look at you and be like, yeah, need you to move, whatever. So, anyhow. All right. Yeah, let's, we'll, uh, we'll get to the tour championship and Rory's win. Which was cool. And his $15 million check. We'll get to that coming up. Tip of the week as well. 
Uh, but let's get to a interview on custom turf. Steve Beatty, one of uh, proud to uh, have him as one of our presenting sponsors and his company, Custom Turf, a nice local company in Western New York. And uh, if you don't know what Custom Turf is about, well, we're going to give you the opportunity to learn a little bit right now. Here, Steve joins us online. Steve, good morning, Brian. Jeff and Kevin here in studio. How are you? Good morning, guys. How are you doing? We're excellent. Thanks for having us on. Thanks again for supporting TD Green. And uh, we know Custom Turf is now a uh, getting to be a bigger and bigger name in Western New York golf. Uh, Steve, I know we ask you this every time, but somebody is hearing about Custom Turf for the first time. Tell us what your company's all about. Uh, well, we've been in the synthetic turf business for, I think this is 23 or 24 years now. Started out with uh, golf, with the putting greens and tee lines, and any indoor or outdoor practice features of golf. And that's kind of why we got into it. Our uh, our love was golf, and we've spread other directions with pet turf and indoor training and different things. But golf is what we really like. Yes, and all of us here like golf, and we've we all have taken advantage of your great opportunities with custom turf and. You know, Jeff and Kevin have a little putting green in their basement. I've got one in my backyard. It's uh, it's great. I was putting on it yesterday. Another beautiful day. Yeah, yeah we we got the uh, tee line at Glen Oak too. It's awesome. Yeah, fifty yards of artificial turf. You can put a tee in, and when it's rainy or, or wet or, or the, you know, you don't the have to close the range. We don't right. have to close the range. Yeah. There's only a couple things I use every day in my house. The toilet's one, and yeah. my putting green's the other. And you the know, ref- and the refrigerator, <laughs> I would guess, right? <laughs> That's for me. Not the toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> yeah. But Steve, so so someone uh, listening thinking, okay. Okay, um, you're like, how do you put a putting green in someone's house? Just explain how how that's done and like what typical areas are. Uh, a lot of times, a basement is a great spot, a family room, or a man cave, or there's a couple different base systems. You need to have it off the ground, unless you want to drill a hole in the floor with holes in the floor, which we've also done. But with the base, you can make the contour any contour that you would like. You can have pretty much any any contour as long as you have a base system underneath it. And we do putting surfaces, first cut, second cut. And really all we need is, a, say, a size of a room or an area that you have in mind. And either myself or Tony can design a plan to fit into that area and generate a rendering that'll show you okay this is what it'll look like if you decide to move forward and then if so then we set a date and okay on december 21st before christmas we'll be there to put her in <laughs> hint hint yeah that's right you know, you know it was cool when uh you guys installed uh, the putting green in my basement and i was like ah it's great just the turf and you're like no we're gonna put holes in steve says no we're putting holes in i'm like yeah. how the heck are you gonna do that and sure enough, boom, they did it, and I'm so glad we did. It is, it's just the best. Absolutely. It really is. So, you, so Steve, I know now is a time to start to think about indoor, indoor opportunities, as you mentioned. I know that people might be thinking it's you know it's too early maybe to think about holiday gifts, but this would be a good time to maybe contact you and set it up if you ever wanted to. If you have a golfer in your life, you ever want to get him, you know, give him that dream gift of maybe an, an indoor putting green or maybe even one in your yard like this is the time to set it up right yeah this is a perfect time we've, we've had a real busy summer and we're looking good for the remainder of fall and now the more planning we can do anything like this the better and Always pet better. and the pet turf yeah for the winter 
That's right. Explain what that's all about, Steve. Well, I'm sorry, I didn't hear what you said. I'm the, sorry. The, the turf, that, the, the, the pet turf, uh, if you will. Explain what that's about for folks with uh, pets uh, come wintertime here. Oh, sure, yep. Pet turf normally, I mean, we've done indoor applications that are, again, on a base and drains to a certain system for a doggy daycare center or something like that. Most of the pet turf is outdoors. That's uh, installed similar to a golf green. It's on a gravel base, so all the urine will run through with Mother Nature's help. Um, and it's just a nice, clean way to get rid of your mud in your house, really, is the biggest thing. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I have a piece of my front in the mudroom in the front hallway. Yeah, I got a big old dog. He comes in, he's muddy, he cleans up on that instead of my carpet. Yeah. yeah. Steve, one other thing I know I've seen on your website that I might be uh, calling you for is I right now have the... Uh, might be. <laughs> yes. I have the... Uh, Inability to be able to grow grass around my uh, son's playset and swing set out in the backyard because he keeps dragging his feet, and I, uh, I'm like, your grass with I'm like, would you just lift your feet here? I'm like, I'm trying to grow grass or whatever. But I saw on your website you guys obviously do some things with playgrounds and and uh, kid areas, and and I think you know even adding extra padding and stuff like that. I mean, it adds not only to a really nice clean look. Uh, for the frustrated dad that's trying to maintain the yard, and also maybe for everybody, a, a nice little safe spot, too, for the kids to play. I know that that's something else that you guys do. Yeah, playgrounds are another great application. Good, clean, and tidy. Uh, depending on the fall zone requirements, there's padding for underneath the turf. So if your thunder dutter falls off the top of the slide and lands on their noggin, uh, they bounce up and run back up the slide. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> See, cus- concussion prevention. Um Steve, thanks so much for your support of the show, and uh, we will find a date to play. We have struck out a few times. We will find a date to play golf. before. All right, that sounds great. That's the most part I enjoy of this business is getting out and seeing people and playing golf. Yes, amen to that. That's right. <laughs> Steve, thanks for your support of the show. Again, customturf.com is the website, a great local company here in western New York. We always say support local companies. Uh, if you're thinking about a putting green, uh, for a gift or for somebody in your family, it's a great idea. You can put it outside. You can put it in your basement, in a in a in a big room, in a small room. You can put it in your backyard, like I did. Kevin and Jeff have it in their basement. It's really cool setup. Anything you know, as we said, for playground area for your pets, all different. You can check out the the photos, customturf.com, all the different ideas. And if you have an idea, yeah. you can bring it to Steve and his people, and they'll I'm sure they'll take care well, of it. So. We, we each have something different, which is really yeah. cool. Like you know, I I mine's a putting area with two different cuts of rough so i i can chip uh and putt jeff have, has a whole uh you got a, a workstation a, right yeah. yeah i have a studio basically i hit balls and chip and putt and everything else yeah, yeah. so and, i have a net down there and you have the backyard and mine's green, in my right? backyard yeah. so i was yeah. out there last night putting while i was uh in between grilling last night that's your right. neighbors sneak out that's right yeah catch the kids yeah you catch the neighborhood <laughs> kids like sneaking out like instead of pool hopping they're green hopping they're that's chipping right. Yeah. <laughs> the kids love coming over and playing. That's right. Absolutely. So, Steve, thanks again. We appreciate it. And uh, customturf.com is the website. Good luck. Have a wonderful fall. And, yes, we'll get out for golf soon. All right. That sounds good. You guys have a good day. Thank you. Thank thanks, you. Steve. Steve Beatty, Custom Turf. Check it out again, customturf.com. All right. When we come back, we will discuss Roy McElroy's win at the Tour Championship. The PGA Tour season came to an end. He took home the big... $15 million prize. We'll talk about that with his showdown with Brooks Kepka last week. Our Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, our Absolute Care Champions Tour report, all coming up. A good deed this week by some high schoolers, some golf on a golf team. I want to share that as well. We're always 
about sharing good news. And did you see the video with the practice swing divot that actually moved the ball? Did you see that, Kevin? Yes. All right. We'll ask Jeff what the rule is on that. So we'll have that coming up, too, here. Along the way, <laughs> TD Green, our final show of the season, along with Jeff Meadis, Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel, here on WGR. Let me dig for my rule book. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, brought to you by Encore Golf, Buffalo's Golf Ball, and by Donald Ross, the world's finest golf apparel, and by New Era Golf, headwear engineered to perform that never sacrifices style. 7.33, back here on TD Green. Brian Colesiel, Kevin Sylvester, PGA Pro, Jeff Medes, Derek Kramer producing. Thanks for being with us. Our final show of the season. It is time for a check of the PGA Tour leaderboard. No event this week. One of the rare weeks there actually is no golf provided by the PGA Tour. Uh, there is European Tour Golf and the other events going on, which we'll get to in a moment. But the Tour Championship wrapped up last week, and Rory McIlroy ended up coming out on top. He won by four over Xander Shoffley, uh, but he was going toe-to-toe with Brooks Kepka. They were in the final pairing. It was a juicy final pairing of Kepka and McIlroy, and Rory beat him by six and then went on to win uh, the FedEx Cup playoffs, the Tour Championship, and the $15 million prize. Uh, Xander Shoffley for finishing second. Got $5 million. Uh, Justin Thomas and Brooks Kepka, who I'm sure were disappointed with their final rounds. They end up uh, splitting a little two and change million apiece. So I thought it was three and a half. Or three and got. a half each. Yeah. That's right. And Kepka's then, uh, putt on 18 was worth a million. And he missed it, yeah. Yeah. Had it gone in, he, he would have made a million more, I believe. Yeah, because then he would have moved up into a tie for second. That's right. Yeah. Eighth place got a million. Right. That's insane. And, and bonus cash. It's yeah. bonus cash, and I believe it's paid out in an annuity or something like that. That's right. So McElroy gets it done. We'll talk about that in one moment in terms of uh, his impact. But let's get our Absolute Care PGA Tour Champions Tour leaderboard. There actually is golf there this week. And the Shaw Charity Classic is going on right now. Through one round, Michael Bradley is your leader. He's at 9 under par. Steve Flesh, one back. At minus eight, they're yes. playing at Canyon Meadows Golf and Country Club in Calgary, Alberta. It's a beautiful spot. I was watching a little of that, uh, and uh, yeah, it's a pretty pretty nice TV. Mickelson's got a course that just opened or is going to open in Calgary. I believe it's Mickelson National or something like that. Interesting. Yeah, that's uh, a, that's a, it's great spots to because I, I just Calgary's I went there last beautiful. year. Yeah, I was on a trip. It was awesome. I played it. Bamp Springs Golf Club. There you go. Stanley Thompson design. Mm, nice. Which we know some of the courses right over the border here are uh, Stanley Thompson designs. So Rory McIlroy, here's the reason why he won, because he drove the ball better than anybody else. I mean, he put on a clinic driving the golf ball. And and that's one of the few courses they play where if you're offline, as we saw with Kepka, you're in trouble. Like a lot of them, they can, you know, they, they can still reach greens um, you know, manufacture shots out of there. I mean, he lost a golf ball. Uh, was it on 14 or 15? 
Uh, you know, he lost the ball. Like, when is the last time a PG Tour player lost a ball that, much. that was not wet? Right. That's true. Yeah, he he has. He's one of the most beautiful drivers of the golf ball I've ever seen. Um, and it's and, mostly all carry. Yeah, it's and, incredible. And in, you know, I I, t- I say this a lot. You know, I don't get too geeked out about a lot of golf stuff. Watching Rory McIlroy roast drivers, like standing right next to him on the range, is pretty darn cool. Yeah, he uh, he hits it hard, and it goes high and far and straight. Yeah, the two of them, Kepka and McIlroy, were paired together at the World Golf Event in Memphis about a month ago, and Kepka took it to him pretty. Pretty good, but there was a chance for McElroy to get a, get him back, and obviously with maybe more on the line. Well, definitely with more on the line, and uh, he comes in, and there was some talk afterwards, Kevin, about McElroy maybe jumping back into that Player of the Year race. Now Kepka ended up winning. Um, golf still right now judged by majors, even more so than the playoffs. I know the tour would love the playoffs to get at the level that the majors do. I don't know if it'll ever get to that, but it, right now it's still judged by majors, and for Kepka to go. What, to do what he did, where he finished second at the Masters, you know, second at the U.S. Open, wins the PGA, and then fourth at the British. Like, I mean, it's beyond the fact year. that he yeah. won the World yeah. Golf Championship, he had won an event earlier. Like, I mean, yeah, that, th- that's a pretty great event. He won three times, yeah. repeated as a major champion, and it was runner-up in two other majors. Uh, you know, Rory's season— And fourth in the other. Yeah, yeah. any other year, Rory's a player of the, any other year. He's yeah. a player of the year. I mean, he won the Players' Championship— he won the FedEx Cup. He won uh, the Canadian Open. He Tour had so many top ten. Yeah. I mean, he uh, yeah he won all these things. He would have. I mean, to me, it was Kepka or Rory. Yeah. And who I would think, you have voted for? Uh, I would have voted for Kepka. Yeah. yeah, me too. And I think the tour's got something here with this. How they did this final Tour Championship with the with the he started at minus ten or whatever it was. I think you liked it. I did like it. I thought it made the event way more exciting. I think with the huge money at the end of the year and how you you know your eighth place gets a million bucks. It's a it's. I think they've done a really really nice job with that. And I do think you know going forward, people are going to tune in to see this a little bit more than it, you know not. Not like the Masters, but still. The the only thing, uh, if they were to ask me, and by the way, they have a fan council they ask every year on, on these things that they put together. Um, I, I don't know if they're still taking submissions for it. PJTour.com uh, fan council, you can look for it. But I, I just thought 10, 10 under was too big of a lead on the guys who were, um, you know, the, the bottom 15, if you will. Mm-hmm. The, like if, if a 30-man event... You know, the guy who comes in 30th, like, you know, he should have a better chance at having a great week and winning. But didn't he earn that by playing great all year and getting to number one? What do you earn if well, you're the so, best player all year? All right, so what if, uh, well, you don't have to be the best player all year to well, get that in, spot. In, but Yeah, I know what you mean. Just for theory, perspective, McElroy right, started five back. He started at minus five. Right. The best player all year was Kepka. In points, and he got two million dollars in a Wyndham Rewards bonus. There was a there was ten players. The top ten got bonus additional bonus money called Wyndham Rewards uh, going into the FedEx Cup. That's true. Yep. So you know it, we can feel bad for Kepka. He did. Our, he got two. He got two million dollar bonus for being number one going in. So there's a reward going in, and you're in great position to make it to East Lake to the Tour Championship. Right. And, and it is a playoff, like you said. It's like it's the, a playoff. NFL, anybody can win. Right, um, and that's the whole idea is to get in so you win. I mean, you can still say anybody can win, like, but if I'm Lucas Glover and I'm going in, I think Dustin Johnson finished last, didn't he? Yeah, he was. Yeah. he was awful this week. Um, Lucas Glover, I'm ten strokes back of the leader. Mm-hmm. Um, it's doable. Rory did five. It's certainly doable. 
Uh, Justin Thomas, who went in at 10. I'm just wondering, I don't know, is seven, I, what's the right number? Well, I think I, I, I can agree with you there. Maybe they need to tweak it. I also agree. I think we talked last week that maybe some other events, should, you know, majors should have more weight in the points to get into it and things like that. I'm sure they'll make tweaks, as NASCAR yeah. does every That's year. That's what yes. they were saying with Tiger. They wanted, you know, Lowry and Woods both won majors. Like, give, give that more weight so that they end up, it's easier for them to be in the top 30. They want the major winners to be in there for – but those reasons. guys kind of got buys to the second round, if you will. If you want to look at it that yeah, way, true. Like if you have a great, great year, you know, Liberty National at the um, Northern Trust. That's the first round. That's like a wild card round. Yeah. Guys play anyways because um, they're in the playoffs. But it doesn't mean as much as it does to guys like uh, Harold Varner the third, who played his way into the BMW Championship in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah. The, the guys who won majors. They, they basically got a bye right. into the second round of the playoffs. And I would say this, Woods and Lowry, I know, you know, obviously Tiger is a, an incredible draw. It's, it's almost a unique discussion on its own. But look at Tiger's year and look at Lowry's year beyond just their major win. It was almost nothing. Not much, I mean, yeah. so, so the fact that they still had an opportunity to make that top 30 and it was very close for both of them, like, Maybe the math is right on that. Even I know having Tiger in that event would be would be better. I'm, well, I'm all for it, but I wonder are we saying they, it only because it's Woods? Like, yeah, you know, I I wonder what the reaction would have been, and this, this had to have been discussed uh, with us. Where okay, if we're gonna make it a true playoff, all right, top 125 get in, top 70 go next week, top 30 go to the championship. No, you know, points don't matter. Yeah. It's just order of finish, right? But that, but. The argument was, well, wait a second. Guys worked all year long in the past to make it to the Tour Championship on this point system, uh, which I do I do think matters because... It's supposed to be a season-long... I mean, yeah, you, it's a season-long you, you race. Bi- in other sports, it. you get a bye, you get home field, all these things. For golf, this is what you can do. You can award points to make it easier to advance. Which sure. I, I think it's the best it's ever been. I agree that what Jeff said. Like, I liked... The fact that we all knew where everybody stood. That was the most yeah. important piece to but, me. That yeah. made the TV watching better. Yeah, yeah. Because whoever won, won. That's what I liked about it. As opposed to, well, I'm going to finish fourth or fifth, but I'm going to win. Yeah it's, yeah, it's confusing. What what I like about it is you have to have some star power, right, uh, all the way to the end. And, and by doing the system they have the way now, they eliminate the possibility of Kepka having a terrible week, you know, in week one and being out of the playoffs. Yeah. Right? Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, it is different than football. That's right. Anyway, our uh, check of the PGA Tour leaderboard, we want to thank our season-long sponsors for giving us our PGA Tour leaderboard. Encore Golf, Donald Ross, and New Era Cap, thank you for, uh, for those three. And Absolute Care uh, for our PGA Tour Champions Report. So thank you for them. Hey, uh, before we go to break here, a good deed. And we actually saw this gentleman uh, last week at, when we did our show at Ivy Ridge. So kudos to uh, Orchard Park golf coach Nate Leary and his team. Uh, this week, high school golf getting underway. It started. Yep. yep. We've had matches at Clone Oak all week. So for one of their practices, you'll love this, Jeff, for someone I know that uh, cares about this a lot. Kevin, you do too, obviously. The Orchard Park High School golf team on Monday morning met at 6 a.m. at their home course at Orchard Park Country Club. And their practice for the day was that they walked the entire course as a team, filled every divot, replaced every ball mark they could as a thank you for having them as their home course for the year. They walked the entire course. They met at 6 a.m. That was the practice for the day. 
It's a good way to do it. You know, and, and he's, and a, very, he's a great high school golf coach and, and active golf. But a, a lot of high schools do do that. Yeah. I know Williamsville North has done stuff like that. My college team, we used to give back with uh, stuff cool. like that at Niagara Falls. Yeah, you want to you want to show your appreciation. And it makes, you know, because the members see you out there playing and they want, you know, hey, what are they giving back? And that's a great way to uh, to keep your your membership happy when you see somebody doing that, that they appreciate the ability to be to use the facility. Yeah, very nice. Okay, timeout. Final segment of our final show of the season. When we return here, we'll get Jeff's Western New York PGA tip of the week. What should you do to keep your game sharp going forward here in the fall and the winter? He'll tell you that when we return here on Tee to Green, along with Jeff Metis and Kevin Sylvester. I'm Brian Colesiel. Back with Tee to Green right after this. Listen up, golfers. Here comes the Western New York PGA Tip of the Week, brought to you by the Western New York PGA. The Western New York PGA has one goal, promoting and growing the game of golf today, tomorrow, and beyond. Ironically, it's the same song, Kevin, you and I heard in Jeff's car this morning at 6 in the morning when we pulled into the parking lot. <laughs> That's no joke. No. <laughs> Is that just automatically when you walk, like, into places this plays just somewhere like in everywhere the, I go there's uh, hip hop bumps let's I'm put just, it that way I'm waiting for uh, next year KTEL Records presents the sounds of T degree <laughs> I like it was I that like Casey Kasem it was a little bit of Casey yeah. Kasem <laughs> a little bit that's right we yeah. won't stop until your, we reach the top how are you going to get your hip hop bumps in the morning from now on yeah that's right those are Spotify channels called meat that's right there might be that's Jeff's nickname by the way yes, yes. that's right welcome back here on T degree our final segment of our final show show. Thanks for being with us all season long. Uh, we'll get our West New York PGA tip of the week here in just one moment, as you heard. But Kevin, during the break, live video drawing. We just tweeted out the winner of a uh, great giveaway. Yeah, Scott Townsend, uh, who, who just signed up recently, actually, I think in the last two weeks. So congratulations to Scott. Uh, the video's up. So people... Uh, <laughs> Which, by the way, when we posted our first video, I remember like I was tagged into someone said, how could he win? He's on the show. I was like, no. Uh, no, watch the video. We do yes. it on video so people see it's legit, drawn out of the fancy box we have here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, congratulations, Scott. I'll be in touch uh, on how to uh, get the golf bag to you. Okay. Congratulations, Scott. If you want to be a part of our giveaways, and just because our show ends. I was going to say, Scott, if you want to sell it back to me for 50 bucks, I'll buy it That's for right. 50 bucks. All right, anyway. Just because our show ends, Kevin, doesn't mean T to Green club membership stops. Yes, no. We are... Um, tdgreen.golf we've got podcasts that'll be going up blog newsletter and there'll be giveaways throughout the fall some new tips coming from jeff too that we just filmed this week so uh, we'll have those tips all throughout the uh, fall and the winter um that video that was going around this week golfer in his practice routine standing behind the ball but maybe 10 12 feet behind the ball took a practice shot and took a divot well the divot jumped forward and actually hit the ball and the ball moved a few feet forward. Like, it wasn't even just a, oh, it landed on. Like, it moved the ball. And um, so we talked about it, yeah. had the rule. And uh, according to the USGA, rule 9.5B, with exception rule number, with the exception four, in many situations, the rules require a player to form actions near or next to the ball. But if the ball accidentally moved while taking these reasonable actions, which is a practice, which is practice swing yep uh the ball may be replaced with no penalty good 
Yeah, the rules have gotten easier. Yes. I mean, they've been they're a little more forgiving now with right. the changes. Yeah, there was no in, reasonable. And it, I'll sum it up in plain words here. There was no intent. It was accidental. Move it back. And no that's penalty, why when right? there's no penalty, you replace it. Yeah, you, yeah. you always almost in every situation you always replace the ball. That's right. Absolutely. All right, Western New York PGA Tip of the Week time. Jeff, I know that our show ends. We'll be still giving some great tips on tdgreen.golf, but uh, just upcoming fall golf into the winter. What are some things and some tips to uh, keep your game sharp? Well, first, I'd like to congratulate Kirk Stoffer winning the senior championship. Kirk's a buddy of ours. He beat another buddy, John Hecker, by a shot over at Ridgemont. Uh, Kirk, I think that's his fifth senior championship. He's a great player. Uh, congratulations to him. But this time of year is great. You know, most of your tournaments are over. Most of your most of your competitive stuff's over. It's just a great time to get out and play golf. This is a time to experiment and try to expand your repertoire, as they say. So, you know, if you're not a fader maybe you learn to hit a fade or go out in a golf course and try to hit draws the whole way around. Um, one thing I like, or one club, there's a lot of things you can do to, to make your game better this fall. Instead of just going out and playing, try to challenge yourself with something every time you go out this fall. So, I like taking every other club, like odd and irons one day or even irons the next day and trying to hit more shots or take four or five clubs and go out and walk nine with just a few clubs in your bag. And it's a good time to get a lesson. If you want to improve for next year, this is a good time to start. Um, you want to get with your pro, get with your PGA professional, come up with a plan of things you want to work on this fall, and then try to transition them. Because sometimes transitioning lessons to the golf course is tough for people because they don't trust it. This is the time of year to learn to go out there and trust hitting shots you've maybe never hit before. And, and just and work on your game. Just be productive, though. And be creative. Go out there this fall and don't just play golf the same way you play it every time. Try to try to add something new to your game every time you go out there and play. Challenge yourself to hit, you know, uh, whatever it is. You know, hit hit your wedges more frequently or lay up so you can hit a wedge or you know things like that so you can work on weaknesses in your game. Throw a couple balls in the bunker and get used to hitting bunker shots. Something something to make yourself better and more confident as you go forward. All right, good advice. I like to track which clubs I use the least in a round, like this time of year. Like, you know, your, your traditional sets, and you go through, and you're like, hmm, you know what, I haven't hit, I didn't hit the six iron in three rounds, yeah. right? It so, depends on the course yeah. you play, too. Right. Sometimes you get a lot of wedges. We don't even, I haven't sold a three iron to anybody in five to seven years. So, you know, even look at your equipment. You I know? love my three iron. Yeah. Look at your equipment. See if your equipment's fitting you properly and things like that. Uh, there's a lot of things you can do to make yourself better and, in in turn, have more fun playing. That's right. Kudos to everybody at the Western York PGA and Steve Barkowski, the executive director, for not only sponsoring our show and giving us our tip of the week every week, but to all the pros about all the courses that we've gone to this year, uh, providing us with their great insight and hosting us with uh, warm welcomes every Saturday. We appreciate that as well. So thanks to the Western York PGA for helping out here with TD Green. Yeah, I, um, they do, they've done a great job, especially growing that junior league. If you have a kid interested in golf, Put, mark this down right now. Next year, I am going to check to make sure I can get my son or daughter signed up for PGA Junior League. PGA Junior League, the PGA Junior Tour, our foundation, the work we do with the vets. You know, I'm proud yeah. of all the things we do. And, drive, uh, chip, and putt. Drive, chip, and putt's great. Yeah, there's so many functions, and they're all for fun. And they're all just to you know, play golf, get your kids out, help the vets. Whatever we can do, that's, that's kind of the mission of the PGA. That's right. Uh, before we go here, Another tweet this week on the Fireside with Phil series. <laughs> yeah. These are just much must-watch all the time. This week, it's a two-part video with Justin Thomas. He hasn't released the second part yet. Oh, okay, because I, I, I saw the first part. Yeah, and... the first part talks about when he and JT, I guess, had one of their first rounds together, and uh, 
I guess they were both off the green in a similar spot, and Thomas putted this ball off the fringe or kind of off the green. It, it was at Pinehurst. They were yeah. playing a practice round at Pinehurst. So they were off the green. Thomas decides to putt it, and he putted it to, I don't know, close to the hole. Mickelson then takes out his 64-degree lob wedge and does what Phil does and throws it just about as close, just a little short. And Thomas trying, I guess, to kind of see, like, how much could he push Phil because he knows Phil talks a lot. Said something about, oh, you know, look who's closer here or whatever. And Phil's response was, yeah, my dad would have putted that too. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good answer. Yeah. He is. He's so quick with that. I know. His Twitter feed is amazing. And everybody's uh, tweeting at him and he's tweeting back. And I I love the tweets of saying, you know what? I was a Tiger guy, but you're awesome on here. Like, I hated you because I love Tiger, you know? Yeah. It was really, really cool. That's right. I'm on his diet, by the way. Oh my yeah. gosh! If you follow him and Club Pro Guy, you've got Club some pretty Club Pro you've got guy. some pretty inter- good entertainment on Twitter. No Club doubt. Pro Guy is very funny. Before we go, some thank yous here. Our presenting sponsors, the Western New York PGA. As we just said, great work they do all across Western New York. We thank them for their sponsorship. Uh, Woods to Wedges inside the Whirly Golf Dome. Speaking of things to do, get fit to get fit. Get your clubs ready. Check your equipment. Great spot to go there. Go see. Donna and Kevin and Pat and everybody in the in the Whirly Dome there at Woods to Wedges. Uh, Michelob Ultra, they've pre- they've sponsored not only our show but they, a lot of our other tee to green events as the well. Duster Challenge they sponsored and yeah. our yeah. stress stress relief after That's the show. That's right. Custom Turf, <laughs> you heard from uh, Steve today. We appreciate him and our home clubs, Fox Valley, Tantara, and Briarwood. Uh, if you want to be a member at any of those three places, we would suggest it. Go ahead and uh, contact them there. We uh, appreciate their support as well, and uh, to you listening as well. Thank you. Derek Kramer, we're not letting you go without a thank you. Kevin, as you always say, the most important part of producing this show, waking up. That's right, getting up on time. And Derek does it every single week and I think uh, it's the does bumps. a phenomenal job. I think it's the bumps of the most He's thinking part. about him on Friday yeah. and Thursday. He's getting them ready. So, Derek Kramer, thank you very much. And thank you for listening. Jeff, Kevin, it was a blast as always. We'll keep it going on tdgreen.golf and our podcast. It's a fun summer. It was a really fun summer. Yeah. We started started early this year. It's been a great year. That's right. Enjoy your fall. Enjoy football season. And we'll be getting ready for Sabres. They're going to be good this year, right, Kevin? Oh, I thought my mic was off. (laughs) (laughs) Need better goaltending. All right. Thanks. Thanks to all who listened. For Jeff Metis and Kevin Sylvester, I'm Brian Colziel. Thanks for being a part of T to Green all season long right here on WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.